welcome to FRC News Now with your host Kieran Grudgings. Thank you very much. Welcome to FRC News uh, once again back for another week. That was a little bit of a nice introduction there dedicated to the fans who wanted to change up uh, the style of the intros. It has been an incredible uh, week for movie and TV news. So much to get involved with. So I cannot wait to get in to this FRC news. Also, we have a logo. We have a new logo, which you can find on the uh, podcast official Instagram, FRC underscore podcast. So make sure you go over there and check out the brand new logo. Shout out to my marketing team uh, for the design of that incredible logo. And let's get started. So we start today with the 74th British Academy Film Awards nominees. And my God, what a list of great films that we've got to talk about today. Okay. So they were nominated, they were announced on the 9th of March. And the ceremony would actually be on the 11th of April. So we've got a month, but it's uh, still really, really nice to see the uh, nominations uh, for this um you know massive massive event you have to say it's a massive um event so obviously starting off with the with the big one best film pretty much the same list to uh, what we got the golden globes the only massive exception was mank was um being replaced by uh, the Mauritian. So that's an interesting category there. Interesting choice for that one. Um, Nomadland winning it at the Golden Globes. And I think they might do it again. Probably single woman. I was a big fan of that film. So definitely I can see both of them being massive contenders. Moving into best director. And I think the only massive one that stands out here is Chloe Zhao. She did absolutely fantastic. Of course, one best director of the Golden Globes. She's definitely going to be at the front run of that list. Best actor. You've got some great names in here. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. I think Boseman might win that one, though. He was fantastic in that film. Best actress. I think it's definitely Francis McDormand for Nomadland. Vanessa Kirby could give a uh, decent run for her money there in Netflix film Pieces of a Woman. The best supporting actor sees Daniel Kalula get nominated. Leslie uh, Odom Jr. will also be in that category for One Night in Miami. And Clark Peters, who got snubbed of a um, nomination at the Golden Globes, has got the opportunity to pick up a BAFTA with his performance in The Five Blood. And my God, he was the standout performer. Um, performer in that one. Best Supporting Actress, you've uh, got Dominique uh, Fishback once again for Judas and the Black Messiah. Marie, Maria Bakalov over as well for Borat subsequent movie films. So two very, very mainstream films there. Best Original Screenplay, you've got uh, Mank with their first nomination. you also got Promising Young Woman and Trial of the Chicago 7 as well. I think Trial of Chicago 7 from Aaron Sorkin will win that. Best Adapted Screenplay, another nomination for The Mauritian and Nomadland. The White Tiger being probably the uh, underdog in that category. Best Casting, um, again, Judas and the Black Messiah picking up another one. Promising Young Woman again there as well. And uh, Minari as well by Julia Kim. I've heard some really good stuff about that film. Best Cinematography, once again, 
Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, the Mauritian and Mank. There's also a first nomination for uh, Darius Wolski for News of the World, a very unknown uh, film that went on Netflix uh, starring Tom Hanks. Best costume design, my rainy black bottom, definitely um, a man could potentially be there. But I think Emma might have a, an opportunity as well with that, you know, 1850 sort of style that she went for in the novel. Best editing, then you're looking at the same sort of stuff. The father, once again, they're getting another nomination. Best makeup and hair, my rainy black bottom, Mank, a hillbilly. Uh, Elegy, who was a, not a very good critical film, but definitely getting up some nominations in the award season. Pinocchio as well being a, an Italian fantasy film that a lot of people have heard of, and it's been picking up some decent nominations. Best Original Music, News of the World, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Soul as well, an animation. Nice to see that uh, in there as well. Best Production Design, you uh, they got... You know, the, the name's Rebecca is a film uh, I would really interested to see here, but it looks a fantastic film, so I'm not surprised it's there. Best Sound, you've got Greyhound, which is a great war film that I absolutely love with Tom Hanks in News of the World. So two films from Tom Hanks being in their soul once again, and Sound of Metal as well. I'm surprised Sound of Metal did not get in the best original music. I was surprised by that. Best visual effects, Greyhound is there. Again, The Midnight Sky from Netflix having theirs. Mulan, which was, uh, I'm really pleased that they are. Tenant, a film that a lot of people thought would be better than it is. That one is there, but the only, the one and only Ivan as well. Um, I'm not surprised how that the visual effects was absolutely stunning in that one. Three films from the best animated feature, uh, two of them um, from Pixar, so definitely the uh, the weight goes in their favour. Onward and Soul, but uh, Wolf Walkers um, as well um, is, is there to maybe cause a bit of an upset. A couple of documentaries here. I didn't watch a lot of documentaries. Um, you know, last year, but I think the social dilemma is going to probably run away with that one. That one was released on Netflix to a lot of really good success. Best film not in the English language. I don't watch a lot of films, but definitely Les Miserables. That's got to be there somehow with, you know, the the, the history behind that. Best short animation, only three. Um, again, I don't watch sort of, you know, shorts and obviously the short films as well. Outstanding British film. There's a lot of decent films in this one. You know, more well-known films like The Dig, who's come out this year, The Father, um, The Mauritian, and Promising Young Woman. I was, I'm, I'm guessing that Promising Young Woman's going to pick up, um, you know, the win in that one. And then Astounding Debut, uh, you've got, you know, a couple of, you know, directors who work on, you know, much smaller films. And then Rising Star, which is always very interesting. I think Kingsley Benadir has to win that one. He was fantastic in One Night uh, in Miami, who only picked up uh, the single nomination there. Uh, but he was fantastic uh, in the role of uh, Malcolm X. So I'm, I'm, I will not be surprised if they get there so some great nominations there really really nice to see uh, some a lot of diverse nominations and you know it is fantastic because you know when it's award series you really understand um and, and get sort of the films and the ideas moving on then f uh to some other news then some more sort of you know away from award show and that is disney offers update 
on the Black Widow cinema release. The Disney CEO Bob Chapek has confirmed that Black Widow is still scheduled to arrive in cinemas on May 7th across both the UK and the US. Starring Scarlett Johansson for the final time as a deadly Natasha Romanoff, the upcoming MCU blockbuster received several release delays as the coronavirus pandemic played out, but it now looks like the studios finally stick into the film's release dates. Chapek provides this welcome update during the House of Mouse investor call. Last year, Johansson teased how Black Panther will surprise Black Widow will surprise fans, explaining one of the themes of the film is family. What is family? How does it define us? How does our past define us? How does our family link in with what we define it and make up who we are for better or worse? I think part of Kevin Feige's genius is that he always thinks about what fans expect out of these films and then gives them something that they never could have dreamed of. So, um, in in terms of this film, in terms of what you're going to see from the film, you're, you're obviously going to have, um, you know, a fantastic action film with the superhero elements uh, in there as well. But I think you've got to look at, you know, the bit of news I've just said about the update on the cinema release, and I think it's strong from Marvel to to stick its ground. You know, it seems to be easing a little bit better um, in in certain places. You know, things sort of trying to open back up again you know may is two months away it, we could be in a such better place uh in may or we could be in uh, completely worse and then i definitely think they will have to um you know push the, the release date back but i think when you're looking at this you know bit of news i'm glad that disney has stuck to a concrete date especially the marvel films and i think that's where it's really interesting is that you know when one film gets cut back every film gets pushed back even way into like 2022 and i think that's the important thing you're looking at how does one release affect it the tv now is back falcon winter soldier coming up in a couple of weeks one division just concluded now loki it is official date i think it's time now where we are seeing this news a lot more and it's being a lot more concrete and a lot of people want to see black widow um i think a lot of people have been asking me well whether they will change them around possibly move Black Widow. They won't change it for the films, they'll change it for the TV shows, but I don't think they'll change it for the films. I think all the marketing, you know, will go pretty pretty crazy. Um you don't know what how Black Widow is going to end, whether that links into the other films. You know, they do a great job in that with the use of their end credit scenes. But I think they have to follow a structure. The structure's gone, is out of their hands, but now they seem to be following a, a nice structure now. And um, I'm glad that we're going to see it. In, in the cinema because it's just one of the films where it probably won't be as good if you see it on a TV screen it doesn't matter how big your TV is it's not as good as watching it in a cinema with you know that feeling and I miss it I miss going to the cinema don't get me wrong um, you know but it, it's a precaution that we've all took we seem to be easing sickness now so we've obviously got something to look forward to on May 7th sticking with the MCU then as Doctor Strange 2 will feature WandaVision's Evan Peters and don't laugh at this, Ralph Boner. That is actually that actually what his name is. Uh, Marvel fans were overjoyed to see Evan Peters' Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men movies turn up in WandaVision. However, many were also disappointed to discover he was actually just a resident of Westview under Agatha Harkness's control called Ralph Boner. Some fans felt introducing Evan Peters as Quicksilver into a Disney Plus show that's the prelude to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Only to bait and switch the character was a bit of a letdown. Nevertheless, 
an alleged Marvel source is claiming that Peter will be back in Doctor Strange 2 for mm -hmm. his unveiling as the Fox's universe, universe's Quicksilver all along. After all, WandaVision's story has only just begun, with Marvel boss Kevin Feige having previously confirmed that the story continues through the Christmas Spider-Man No Way Home. The upcoming Tom Holland, Tom Holland movie is heavily rumoured to have alternate Sony Peter Parker's Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. While the Sorceress Supreme has been confirmed to appear as this movie will then lead directly into Multiverse of Madness. Well again that sort of links into what we were saying about the order. You know they're, gonna, they're not going to swap film, films around because it follows a, a nice connective order. And I think there's two parts of this. One of the biggest part is that Quicksilver character and we spoke about it on the One Division Season 1 review. Check out if you haven't already. Um, you know that it was really, really bad how they did it, especially at the end. I'm really, really disappointed with that reveal. Uh, like a lot of people, not not because it was it was you know disappointing to not to not see it. It was just not handled very, very well in my opinion. And you know, you're going into now into an, a stage of the MCU where you've got to build up characters, got to build up stories, even supporting characters because the supporting characters of the Infinity Saga now has the responsibility of being the main characters. I think one of the biggest things about the Disney Plus show and the role of the first ever X-Men sort of being put into this film is they're not going to have a film or a TV show until all of the MCU films that they've announced already have come out and done very well. And I think that's the role of X-Men is probably going to be in that way, you know, they're gonna be hinted, you know, here, hinted there, you know, oh, they're, they're in this film, okay, that's nice, you know, oh, they've had an appearance in this one. That for me is how they're gonna use the X Men. They're not gonna give X Men a film or a Disney Plus show yet. Uh, I might be wrong, I'm not controller of Marvel, but I think what you've got to look at is how you can link these characters into an MCU. I think it's tricky, I think Marvel got the potential to do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the x-men characters show up in these shows or films and you will be disappointed by them um i think his role back in dot strange 2 works because scarlet witch is in it you know what i mean is um you know it's is interesting wonder between you know especially wanda has you know a lot of growing as a character she's going to become one of the main characters and you know with now kevin feige confirming that she might be in Spider-Man No Way Home, it works. And I think one of the biggest things about this next phase is there might not be an, another Avengers film. There might not be an Avengers 5. Um, of course, there's different versions of the the Avengers. You know, you could see the young Avengers. You could see completely new members that they build up from for, through their films. But you probably won't see another Avengers film for very very long and i think what they need to do now is that they need to link the films in like they've said that they're linking one division to doctor strange but they're also linking it to spider-man spider-man is being linked to multiverse madness because doctor strange is in it they're gonna have to do these things to you know link together and of course the unknown is great as a, as a fan as a fan of these films and you know i want to see that connective you know in continuity and i think that's why this is going to happen and i think evan peters was great i think he was 
funny, he was comedic. He wasn't the main star of the show, but it, it was called WandaVision. It wasn't called WandaVision and Quicksilver. It was focusing on these two characters, and I think that's what's important. M moving to one of my favourite directors, one of the best directors, Steven Spielberg, as he's supposed to direct a movie loosely based on his life. The legendary filmmaker next project is set to be an untitled movie that is partially based on his childhood growing up in Arizona. Spielberg, who is 74, is also set to co-write the personal movie with Tony Kushner, who has been penned several of the iconic director's films in the past. The flick will begin shooting this summer with an expectation that it will be released sometime in 2022. Spielberg has often talked about how his upbringing in Arizona was an inspiration for many of his films and the stories and the characters. This project will be the first time viewers will be able to gain a perspective on the filmmaker behind films such as Jaws, E.T. and the Indiana Jones franchise. So like I mentioned, he is my favourite director, hands down, his filmography is fantastic. Not seeing all of his films yet, that is going to be coming up very, very soon. We're going to get all all of his films watched and then ranked. But he's a great director, and you look at his, you know, filmography. I've just mentioned, you know, uh, a couple of films there, but he, you, you sort of forget films that he has done because they're so iconic. And, you know, you ask certain people and you go, oh, what's your favourite Spielberg film? And, and everybody will be different be is based on the individual and i think it's fantastic you know we've obviously seen some great biopics but the biopics are mainly people that are probably not in the film industry spielberg is a massive massive part of it he's a great modern day director he's made some incredible films and i think it's interesting i think him directing it is probably the best thing and it's probably the most interesting thing but you know you're looking at this you know potential you know, if a well-told story, you're going to watch the film and go, oh, he's, he's sort of, you know, being in, a, in an actual situation, but it, it could inspire this character from my favourite Spielberg film. It's going to be an experience. A lot of people are going to go out and watch it who are a fan of his films, but also a fan of the person he is and just sort of the character he is. And, he, and it's great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, every single Spielberg film. It is an event. It, it's like... You know, oh, what's Spielberg doing this year? Oh, this is his next film? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's who he is. And I won't be surprised if it's, if it's his last film. Like I mentioned, he's 74. Is he is he going to is he gonna carry on going? I hope he is. But is he going to? Is this going to be sort of his, his final film to say, look, you know, this is what I've built, this is what I've done, but it's time to go now. And that, for me, is great. And he's changed a lot of people's lives with his films. And, you know, it'll be nice to see his story being shown on the big screen. The final bit of news for FRC News today is The Queen Gambit is being made into a stage musical. So The Queen Gambit has cemented its place alongside Normal People and Tiger King as one of 2020's must-watch series. In October, Netflix dropped the drama starring Anya Taylor-Joy, which details the story of an orphan chess prodigy who battles drugs and alcohol addiction to compete with elite chess players across the world. The seven-episode long drama is a nail-biting, inducing as it is fascinating, giving insight into the lesser-known world of chess, the lives of women in the 1960s, and the beautifully designed fashion. Since its release, fans have been keen to find more about the show, from its famous stars to the true-life story that may have inspired the narrative. 
This has led to a stage mu musical being produced sometime in, in the future. So again, I've not heard any of the casting, you know, the decision making, where they're filming it, when they're you know, doing the musical, where are they doing it. So I can't really say much. I just think it's great. I think a show like that which maybe wouldn't pique a lot of people's interest maybe surprise a couple of people you know in how much they do like it it's great and i think you know 2020 had some great um you know sort of unknown gems this one was definitely massively uh, advertised as a great show again on netflix annie taylor joy is a great name she's done some great stuff you know seeing her in split new mutants um so it, it's all positive but you can't say much on this time it's a definitely a very, very detailed story but without you know any actors and actresses a link to it i think the obvious question is potentially seeing Annie taylor joy back in the role i can't see that i think she you know has got some great opportunities in, in other stuff you know she's, she's a, a rising actress who's going to look at you know different you know roles and different opportunities so um i'd be surprised if she is but you know all the merrier because she obviously she knows about the character so that is it for this uh, FLC news this week thank you so much for listening thank you so much for listening to all the other podcasts so it's absolutely fantastic really really positive and just nice to see this you know move into something else so without further ado let's say goodbye to all of you I don't know what my next podcast will be about but episode that you love see you in a bit